Hello there. Welcome to my gingerbread house. You've been stopping by pretty regularly, haven't you, Poppet? Are you thinking of moving into the area? I have to say, living in the forest is not for the faint of heart. It's wonderful if you love to eat plants, and if you know how to tell which mushroom is edible. I recommend you don't consider moving to this particular forest, unless you're willing to fight a wolf, and I do mean fisticuffs. The wolves around here are big, and they are mean, and they will steal your herbs if you let them. Apparently, rabbit just isn't the same without a little seasoning. I do have one wolf friend. He lives away away, though, in another forest entirely. I could tell you about him, but first I would need to tell you about Gladys. Do you have the time for that? You do? Well then, get comfy. Once upon a time, there was a woman named Gladys. Gladys was a witch, and a very good one at that. People travelled from far and wide to seek her expertise, or to buy her potions, or to hear her wonderful stories. Now Gladys had a daughter, who had no desire to be a witch when she grew up. And as time passed, as time does, the daughter grew up, and moved out, and had a daughter of her own. Gladys remained in her cottage in the woods, selling her potions, telling her stories. She rarely went out, although she could be tempted with baked goods, if they were of superb quality. She did stay in touch with her family though, because family is important, and she did love her daughter even if she didn't necessarily approve of her career choices. Gladys's granddaughter would regularly visit her in the woods and bring her homemade biscuits and cupcakes. Her mother, having grown up in those very same woods, would always remind her to be careful. The woods around a witch's cottage can be dangerous. They attract all kinds of strange people that you won't meet anywhere else. It was vital that Gladys' granddaughter did not speak to anyone she did not already know. And Gladys's granddaughter would agree and kiss her mother on the cheek and skip off into the woods to see her grandmother. Now, on this particular day in question, Gladys's granddaughter happened across someone else on the path through the forest. It was a great, big, grey wolf. And the wolf said hello. I'm looking for a witch named Gladys. Do you know where I can find her? And Gladys's granddaughter knew that she was not supposed to talk to anybody in the woods who she did not already know. But the wolf seemed nice, and had such a beautiful gleaming white smile. So she told him that Gladys was, in fact, her grandmother, and pointed him towards her cottage deep in the woods, and told him that she was on the way there herself. The wolf thanked her, and told her that she should pick some flowers to go with her lovely cupcakes. Witches love flowers. This is, for the record, very true. Witches do indeed love flowers. There's a lot you can do with flowers as a witch, fresh or dried. Seriously, if you ever want to befriend a witch, bring her flowers, 
Or crystal. Crystals are another good idea. The goddess's granddaughter stepped off the forest path just a little bit and picked some flowers because the wolf was right. Her grandmother would love some flowers. With her basket full of baked goods, I believe they were raisin cupcakes on this particular day, Gladys's granddaughter continued on down the forest path. She eventually reached her grandmother's cottage and she knocked on the door, and a voice from within told her to come in. Gladys's granddaughter went inside. Now, Gladys's cottage was not very big. It had two rooms, a washroom and an everything else room. And against one wall was a very nice, very comfy bed. Gladys's granddaughter approached the bed and set the basket down on the kitchen table. Grandma, your eyes are looking especially big today, she noticed. All the better to see you with, my dear, she replied in a voice that did not entirely sound like Gladys's voice at all. And what big ears you have, Grandma, her granddaughter exclaimed. All the better to hear you with, my dear. And what big teeth you have, Grandma. The woman in Gladys's bed smiled a wolfish smile. All the better to eat you with. Gladys's granddaughter leapt back, just as the door swung open. In stepped Gladys, wearing her hooded adventuring cloak, holding a loaf of bread. The baker's prices are extortionate, Gladys huffed, unbuttoning her cloak. She set her loaf of bread down beside the basket full of cupcakes and wildflowers, and for the first time since entering she looked up and took in the sight of the wolf in her bed, and her granddaughter pressed flush against one wall, quaking with fear, pale as snow. I told you to pretend to be me if anyone stopped by delivering parcels, Gladys told the wolf. This is my granddaughter. And to her granddaughter she said, I'm surprised you fell for it, to be honest. It isn't even a very good disguise. Have your mother see about getting you a nice pair of spectacles when you get home. She made her frightened granddaughter a cup of hot tea and explained that she'd had to pop out to the shops. But as so many people came to her seeking aid or delivering goods, she'd asked the wolf to step in and offer advice in her short absence or accept parcels. He was not supposed to tease her granddaughter, however, and she was very disappointed in him. The wolf seemed to know that he was in trouble. Gladys's fury was legendary. They shared the cupcakes between the three of them, and Gladys hung the wildflowers up with string so that they could dry, and her granddaughter asked her mother if it would be possible to invest in a pair of glasses when she returned home that afternoon. Gladys actually passed away a few years ago, but I do know for a fact that her business has been taken over by a rather dapper young wolf. He's a bit cheeky, but his sleeping drafts are famous. You should stop by if you ever happen to be in that corner of the woods. He is very charming. Thank you for listening to The Gingerbread House. This week's episode was inspired by Little Red Riding Hood, a European fairy tale with variations in many different countries. If you enjoyed this episode, 
please consider sharing our podcast with a friend. It really would mean a lot to us. The Gingerbread House is written and produced by Daisy Plant, who also provides the voice for the witch, Melita. You can also find us on Twitter at gingerbreadpod, all one word, and now on Instagram at thegingerbreadpod, again, all one word. Again, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time when we'll be meeting a man with an eye for business and a funny little name.